Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in this episode, this is a really special message from my heart leading to your heart. And we're going to be talking about making spirit soul filled solutions. And what I mean by that is not taking the cues from our fears or anxieties or what we think other people are expecting us to do, but what we really feel guided to do. I know this is going to be really impactful for those of you who feel that you're at a crossroads or you're not making the progress you think you should be making, or you just don't know what to do next. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and we're going to really dive into some ideas that you may have not considered, but are very obvious and in front of you. All right, stay tuned. We're going to dive into it after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, if you are listening for the very first time, thank you so much for joining me. Make sure that you smash that subscribe button so that way as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it immediately. And I want to give a big electronic hug for those of you who have been with me for multiple episodes. Thank you so much for being who you are and continuing to show up and thank those of you who have been giving me some questions to talk about. I'm really excited to dive more and more into certain ideas and certain topics and I'm excited that you guys are really starting to engage a little bit more. I'm really grateful for that. And if you would love to engage with me and give me a show idea, you can do that. Write me at hello at deniseglee.com and I'd love to talk about your issue. Obviously, I won't name your name because I want it to be inspired for anyone who may need that type of type of advice. And if you haven't done so already, let's be friends on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, or LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, and you'll be getting timely inspiration and motivational tips for your personal brand and or service-based business. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, check out my website, denisegeely.com, where you can read articles and other resources that I know that are going to be really helpful for you. And if you love to learn about more working with me, check out the course tab on denisegeely.com where you can see a variety of different ways that we can talk about either your mindset or your money. A lot of the concepts I'm going to be talking about in today's episode will be featured and Amazing Attitude is a 21-day course where I talk with you and inspire you and motivate you to think above and beyond your current reality. So check it out. It's Amazing Attitude and you can only find it at denisegeelee.com slash courses. Now, with all that being said, now let's dive into today's episode. I feel that everything that I've been doing as of the last six, eight months has really been divinely led. And I'm when I mean by that, I'm not trying to get into any specific religion or faith or whatever. I just come from this place where I feel like there's a source above and beyond me that's directing and guiding me to say and do certain things. And by leaning into that and less of to those things that take me away from that has given me so much peace and so much tranquility. And I see it so much in the things I say and my posts and when I talk with my clients, I just see it. It's evidence. It's, it's literally, I've 
put in the seed of health and healing and discovery. And it's just been blossoming into this beautiful fruit. And from the tree that is just leaning more into where I feel called versus what I'm trying to force myself into. And that really inspired me in conjunction with a another person who wrote to me about how do I get that place? Like, Denise, I see that you've been really saying and doing some really inspiring things. How do I get that? And I broke that down into three ways. Now, for some of you who are listening, maybe you need to be focusing on one aspect more than the other. Maybe for some of you guys, all three <laughs> might be applicable for you. That's why this is a really great pen and journaling exercise for as you're listening to this, why don't you write down certain things that really jump in your mind? That's especially the reason why in my course, Amazing Attitude, it's kind of the same format where you're listening to me. And then I ask you some questions that I really think are going to really help you take your own journey in business or in life or perhaps both into the next level by having that form of great introspection. I really think that once we do that, we can make some really big positive changes. I remember, and I'll just, sorry, I'll just say this one more thing and then we'll actually get into the three ways. I remember in the beginning of my business coaching journal, all the coaches around me was like, oh, I'm doing this journaling exercise. Oh, I'm writing this stuff down. I'm like, why are you writing all this? Why is everyone talking about journaling so much? Aren't we just focused on making money? But here's the thing. Once you get clarity, really good clarity, because we are just pummeled with so much confusion from our family and our friends' obligation or what we think we're supposed to be doing or feeling pressure that we need to bring in income and just all this sorts of stuff just comes rambling through our mind. And it really gets us lost and confused as to what we're supposed to be doing. And the whole purpose of this spirit-led, soul-led decision-making helps us to get back into realignment. And when we're in in alignment with what we need to be doing, the confusion and the fog that's around us starts to clear away. Imagine when you're in a cloudy, overcast sky, and then you know when the sun breaks up all the mist and the, the all the humidity that it just, everything starts to get clearer and more focused. And I'm hoping that as you're journaling, as you're listening to what we're talking about, you can have that clarity and insight because I don't want you nor me uh, running into a perpetual fog of insecurity and confusion, quite frankly. Okay, now I know I did a huge job of this intro. Now let's dive into it. The first thing that I really want you to focus on is make your yeses be yes and no be no's. I'll repeat that again. Make your yes and no be no's. And let me explain what I'm talking about. The first concept is when we know we're supposed to do something, meaning that we need to write our landing page, or we need to perhaps take a rest. There's always this nudging in our souls that tells us, okay, I really need to work and push a little bit harder, or I've been working really hard, and I need to take a rest. And that whole concept of making yeses and and yeses be yeses and no but no is actually confirming what we feel internally. You may have grown up in a situation 
where you've been more or less taught from your family or your friends or your teachers or people in authority that your feelings, your concerns are more or less irreverent and they're not important. If you've been in that environment where you've been told constantly that shut up, do as you're told, don't disobey, and constantly seeking people pleasing because the approval from the authority sources around you was almost everything. The sun and the moon and the stars around you. As an adult, you can feel a lot of confusion and feeling a lot of apprehension of standing up for yourself and your priorities and what matters most to you. I was thinking about a friend of mine and she's always had a dicey relationship with her parents for whatever reason for decisions that she's made and whatnot. And her father had an unexpected stroke and was sent to the hospital. And her mother, who was more or less always demanding of her to drop everything and attend to the family, asked her to say, I need you at the hospital. I need you to be with me and stand by my side. I'm very scared for your father. Your father needs you. I need you. You need to come and be with us. And My friend was really out of source because she already had made some commitments to do certain things for her business, specifically recording some videos. And she hired a video crew and she also hired someone to help her with her hair and makeup for these particular shots that were really important for her. And her mother didn't care. Her mother was just really focused on her own pain and frustration and fear about her husband, obviously. And she, all she could think about was, I just need someone by my side. And it was very painful for my friend to say, hey, look, I've made these commitments. I can't rearrange it. There's penalties. I can always show up after the filming is done so that I can spend time with you guys, but it just can't be on your specific time frame because I've already made these commitments. And not to say that I don't care about dad or I don't care about what's going on with you, but this is also extremely important. And dad's still alive. Daddy, dad's not dying. Daddy is, he's, he's stable and he's getting help from the doctors. And it is just really painful for my friend, but I want to let you know that that was a complete spirit-led purpose that she was called in that moment to affirm to her mother that she can be supportive and be there for her family, but not in the way that distracts from her own agenda right now. And for a lot of people, we've been taught that, oh my goodness, if we're not dropping everything and running to our family, then we're terrible people. Like, no, we're not. We're not saying to ignore. We're not saying to not be there. We're just saying, do it in a way where you're not screwing yourself. I guess the best way of saying it, you're not screwing yourself in the process. And I know for some of you guys, that's a really tall order. I'm not even gonna sit here and deny and say that within this 20 minute podcast, that you'll listen to this and you will throw on your S, be your Superman or Superwoman and, or Wonder Woman, or whoever you want to be who seems really noble and virtuous to you and say, I will defend myself against all people who are trying to distract me from my goals. I'm not even going <laughs> to claim that. But I will say that if you can even recognize 
recognize dysfunctional patterns where you've got people who have worked as authority figures in your life and they really don't care about your own personal agenda because their own problems supersede yours. That's a huge problem. I do not like it when I hear from clients or heck, even friends of mine who basically say they've rolled over because they were in such fear of getting the scowl or the stink eye or something negative from a parent or a friend or someone, a mentor, when they know that they were making the right decision at that current time. Make your yes be yes. Make your no be no. If you can't do it, don't do it. If you can do it, do not waffle back and forth and say that, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I think about specifically, you know, sometimes with my son, I, I, I've i gotten a lot better with this, but in the beginning, it was very, very hard where I delayed certain things in my business because I thought that if I wasn't spending every single hour and second with him, that I was a bad mother, that he would think that I was ignoring him. And I knew that that dynamic was coming specifically from my childhood of origin issues of feeling neglected and feeling ignored and not feeling that anyone paid attention to me. And I remember having a sit down with my husband and saying that, what are you teaching your son by denying taking a some rest or not working on your own business. He's pretty much entertaining himself right now. He needs to learn how to entertain himself, period. He's not going to have to be cuddled and and more or less supervised 24-7. That's not healthy. And when I heard my husband say that, it just clicked on my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's running the other stream where I'm purposely denying my own wealth and my own fulfillment because I'm so trapped in the past of fearing that I'm going to repeat the same patterns, dysfunctional patterns that I was a part of in my childhood, knowing that I am a different parent than my parents and knowing that I am fully capable of balancing spending time with my son as well as spending time growing my own personal brand. If that feels like I'm ringing doorbells. Yes, let it be. That is basically me making a declaration to you as well as to myself that we can't run off of those old patterns, those old negative patterns where we feel that we have to work in the other extreme in order to prevent bad things from happening. We don't have to work in extremes. I know that for a lot of us, if we came from dysfunctional backgrounds, we always had to work on the extremes where we had to overwork or we didn't work at all. And we just said, F you guys, I don't want to do this. And I want to let you know that we don't have to work in those extremes anymore. We're going to be balanced. We're going to be measured in our responses and we're going to make decisions that honor the people that we love, but also honor ourselves. And we're sometimes some people are going to be disappointed and that's okay. You don't need to defend prioritizing self-care. You don't need to defend prioritizing your ambitions. I find so often that a lot of people, they don't make dreams come a reality because they're looking for somebody to come to them and say, yes, that business idea is really great. I want you to do that because I love business. Most people are running on fear and that's why they don't start business or they quit their businesses before it could take off because they've been so fearful of hearing other people lose their money 
And they're like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. And I don't want to happen to you. Therefore, I want us to be living in fear. And that is not the way that I believe God, you can call it universe or spirit wants us to live. No, 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 no. There is so much more better than what we could even imagine if we lean into what our soul is telling us to do. And I want you to say to yourself that you respect yourself by having other people respect your boundaries. And I'll say that again. You respect yourself when you have other people respect your boundaries. Nobody is going to respect your bounds unless you enforce them. When you say, I can't do this, or yes, I can only do this for a 10 minutes amount of time, or yes, I can only do this on Wednesday and Saturday, or no, until... I finish X or Y, I can do it. And if you need to rehearse to yourself in the mirror 10 times before you say it to someone as an authority figure in your life, go ahead and do that. For some of us, we need to get really good at practicing enforcing boundaries. And it starts with us believing what we tell ourselves. And if you've been telling yourself for a really long time that you're concerns and your worries and your fears are not a priority, well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have people railroad you 24-7 and take advantage of you, and that's no way to live. So that being said, (laughs) let's uh, transition to the second way of making spirit soul-led decision. We just finished talking number one about making our yes be yeses or no be no's. Let's talk about number two, and it is escaping the prison of small-minded thinking. I repeat that again, escaping the prison of small-minded thinking. And I've got, I'm looking at my notes right here, and oh my goodness, it's a tall order, especially if you have been living in fear town, resentment town, anger town. This is not an easy thing to do, but I trust and believe that this is me, Denise Lee, who has been living in resentment and anger for many, many years and going nowhere with it, that this is definitely things that I know will turn anything around and really build better connections if you follow at least part of what I have to say, if not all, preferably all, obviously, wink, wink. Okay, the number one is less anger. I was talking with a new client of mine the other day, and I, when I have a new client conversation, I was just kind of just listen and not really make comments, just, just listen And I've noticed in the majority of the conversation, uh, this particular person was very resentful and angry and disappointed and frustrated about certain situations and certain people and certain dynamics and using that to justify why the business wasn't taking off. And I just was listening, listening, listening. You know how I think about what happens when we fuel our minds with anger. Now, imagine you've got like a, a balloon, just an old-fashioned balloon. And every time you pump in positivity and creativity and inspiration and motivation, you're blowing warm air into the balloon. The balloon expands and expands and it just becomes more of a balloon shape. It has more buoyancy and it can actually do something. But imagine if you criticize and you complain 
and you feel agitated and resentful and all the stuff is literally you're taking the air out of the balloon and it gets a little wobbly and malformed and after a while it just deflates and especially especially if you let people sabotage it meaning they try to apply too much pressure on the sides or even poke at it that's kind of the way our minds work where if we fuel ourselves with anger we actually get less of what we really want because our minds are not allowing for the creative energy to expand within our souls okay and the way for us to escape that prison is through more gratitude being grateful for all this the good the bad and the ugly uh, yeah the good the bad and the ugly what am i explaining what am i saying when i explain that when i think about bad situations they are learning lessons they are teaching me about what i don't want to tolerate what i need to avoid in the future who or what kind of dynamics don't make sense for me I had a really interesting experience uh, a few years back with working with someone and that person taught me, I don't want to work with people who have X, Y, and Z traits. I don't want them in my life. I, this is not something that's conducive to my health. And if I recognize and I see it in someone, then I'm going to observe and I'm going to make the decision on whether or not I need to continue working with them. And if it doesn't seem like there's no long-term good situation, then deuces. I can't do any of this anymore, this dysfunction, this chaos. I think a lot of us have been trained and accustomed to chaos and dysfunction. That's not necessary. And that gratitude of saying, wow, thank you, God, universe, Holy Spirit, however you want to call it, for showing me and reminding me that this is definitely something I don't want to do. And the, these are the reasons why. That's a great thing. And actually having that gratitude say, hey, thank you for recognizing these learning lessons. Or thanks for recognizing even this warm cup of coffee. Or thank you for that hug I got from my husband or my spouse or my friend. Thank you for letting me learn more about these issues. The list can go on and on. We need to have a gratitude list. Even if it's coming through our mind as we have a really positive experience, say, hey, I'm really grateful for this event. One of the things that I encourage all of us to do is to let people in our family, our friends, our circle of influence know that we're grateful Oftentimes we think that people know that we're grateful for them, but they don't unless we tell them. When we tell people we're grateful, it also energizes us and gives us more power to think more positively. So I want to encourage you that gratitude is not just internal, it's also external. Make it a habit. Be extremely careful with your time and energy. That's my next uh, little sub note. On an escape in the prison of small-minded thinking, being extremely careful with your time and energy. I've had a situation where someone that is going through a really painful situation with a relative of mine more or less has been thinking that I was going to provide free therapy, meaning I was going to answer all their texts and talk with them about this relative and their, their situation, their dynamic that's going on. And I've made myself unavailable for that beyond just a 
an occasional message, hey, I'm I'm hoping that things will resolve with this relative of yours, but I don't really want to dive into it because that's something that you and this relative need to resolve. I'm not your therapist. I'm not heck even a counselor. I'm I'm just your friend and I'm here to support you, but you have to do the heavy lifting. There's a lot of people who are so afraid of doing the heavy lifting, emotional heavy lifting, they're going to want to run away from it. And that's not your job to play therapist. Unless you're a therapist and they're paying you in the therapeutic environment, and even therapists have their own boundaries of what they can and cannot do. I want you to literally make a declaration and saying, look, my energy is just like my time. It's limited and it can only go but so far. I can't handle this, okay? Now, let's talk about how to see more faith and less fear. And I, this is the last part of our time with one another. This has been a really good conversation with, I'm having with you and I'm, I want to make sure that I only cover the most important things. So I've kind of summarized certain things that I think is going to really help you. And the number, the first little sub bullet that I have is getting clear on today's task. For whatever reason, I see this a lot in the entrepreneurial circles where we feel that if we're not overworking and overextending ourselves and over doing things, I think that we feel like we're a, a failure, that we are not doing what we need to do. And I don't know where that that idea comes from. I don't know if it's because we've been observing other people who are always talking about their seven figures or eight figures per month and feeling that if we're not crushing it the way that they are doing, and most likely they have a team and they've been working at it for many years and that if we're not working over time that we're not working at all and that's not the case i often times and you've probably heard it so many times that i was a overnight sensation 15 or 20 years in the making meaning that they have been working for such a long time and only after the accumulation of so much hard work and so much discipline and so many different things that they finally now get some recognition that's the vast circumstance for most of the people that you're seeing. They have been working at it for so long. And when I say getting clear on today's task, I need you to really look at your to-do list and honestly ask yourself, okay, I've got 10 things to do. What what are the things that are really important that I must complete today? What are the things that I know that I can devote the most energy to? And just literally take a highlighter and just highlight those tasks and all those things else that aren't as important can shift to the next day and then repeat take write all the things that you think you need to complete and just only highlight the things that are most important and then shift it over for a lot of us we've gotten so accustomed to overworking because we feel that he who overworks the most wins and that is not the case that's not the case i was listening I was reading, sorry, not listening, reading to uh, the book um, Believe Ed by Jamie Kern Lima. And she was talking about how she worked 100-hour weeks for eight-plus years. That's freaking insane. That's freaking insane. 
And she didn't really talk too much about how that was effect that affected her physical as well as her emotional health. She did say that I lost a lot of birthdays and a lot of family events and but that's not really talking about the the physical turmoil and the emotional turmoil of overworking and constantly trying to get your name out there. And obviously her It Cosmetics sold for like over $2 billion to L'Oreal. And so much kudos to her for being a self-made uh, woman like that. But it came at a really high cost. And I don't want you to think that overworking will necessarily guarantee any type of success. Sometimes when you're actually working with efficiency, you can be able to distill the most important things in a shorter amount of time frame. I was thinking about a mentor I had a, a while back ago, and when she was just then dating her now husband, her she used to be working in the, in the past from 8 to 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., seven, six to seven days a week. And she was literally just overworking. And when she started dating her then boyfriend, her boyfriend was like, no, you're shutting down that laptop at 6 p.m. And she's like, what am I doing? What can I do? I'm missing like two extra hours. I could be doing all this stuff. And she realized that because of those lost two hours, she was forced to optimize her time. She was forced to actually look carefully at how she was using her energy and saying, okay, maybe I need to work less on this. And maybe I need to trim this a little bit back. And it really helped her get more focus and get more clarity. And it was such a great, great situation for her. But obviously it didn't feel that way at the time. It felt like they were her her then boyfriend that husband was trying to constrain her but it was actually a blessing i want you to get in the habit of optimizing your time and looking for what you really need to be doing we we know that we can't build rome overnight and that requires us to ignore other people's mandate to what we think we're supposed to be doing based on the comparison to what other people are doing and focusing only on today's tasks in a way that makes sense for our own current other demands and other things that we have going on. And lastly, the last part about this whole aligning our spirit and to our actions is making sure that we focus on aligning our strengths with available opportunities. And let me explain what I'm talking about. As I've been going through this entrepreneurial space myself, I've been realizing more and more that I am not a technical person. Uh, while I have in the past built websites, yeah, while I have in the past done certain basic HTML code and basic graphic design, because I think in the beginning we we had to don a lot of different hats. I don't. That's not my thing. That's not my strength. And while I can do it, it's not. It doesn't look really good. And when I'm saying align strength with opportunities, meaning that. We need to be really clear about what we do really good and we need to position ourselves and places and events that make us shine. Like for example, I love to speak and speak in events. That's part of the reason why I have this podcast so I can speak and and share my insight and wisdom to you guys and I'm not going to be sitting here talking an hour to you about creating a website or a landing page or squeeze pages. It doesn't make any sense. That's not where I, that's my, not my area expertise. That's not my zone of comfort. You 
need to get really clear about what you love to do, what you're good at doing, more importantly, what you're good at, and find places and situations where you can harmonize. I don't want you trying to be a jack of all trades. Nobody wants a jack of all trades. We want specialists. We want people who are really good at one thing. Because here's the thing, if we're trying to, especially entrepreneurs, spread ourselves totally thin and try to talk about a whole bunch of things, we're finding that we are less in demand because people are looking for really concrete solutions for situations and problems that they're facing. They're not trying to just get an overall one-step shop unless unless you've got an agency with specialists in-house. That's the only exception, okay? But for the most of us, we're just solopreneurs trying to rock it. That's not how it works. We need to get in the habit of getting clear. So if you need to get a pen and paper out and just start writing, I love to do this. And on another side of the sheet paper, we says, I don't like to do this. And we get more clear and saying, okay, if I am not good at this, why am I still doing this? Can I outsource this? Can I just scrub this out of my to-do list? Can I delay it for another time? Can I get more skills so I can enjoy it? Whatever you need to do, get crystal clear. I think a lot of us are trapped in the fog of of that. And that's, again, what I talk a little bit about in Amazing Attitude, um, you can find on denichilee.com. It's like getting really close to queer of who we are and our identity and what we really want. I don't believe that for a lot of us, we're having that clarity. We're just running in circles and, and frankly, desperation. It's sad. And I don't want that happening to you. Well, let's review our list that we've got here. And I've been really excited to share all this stuff with you because it's definitely something that I feel inspired to share. All right, is number one is make your yeses be yeses and your noes be no. People don't respect your boundaries unless you are forced them. And you don't need to defend prioritizing self-care. Number two is escape the prison of small-minded thinking, meaning less anger, more gratitude, Be extremely careful with your time and energy. And lastly, number three is how to see more faith and less fear is getting clear on today's task and aligning your strengths with available opportunities. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I share that really popped in your mind? Let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. And if this episode really rocked your world, make sure that you write a review and or share it with somebody in your community that could really benefit from my advice. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.